0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Samuels vs. Schlanger. I'm Leighton Samuels, I'm Leighton Schlanger, and no 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 no, you don't get to start it this time. This is this is my podcast today. This is my freaking podcast. You know why? And I never get to say it. You get to do Samuels is wrong? Well guess what? Samuels is right, bitch! That's right. I even cursed. That's how good I feel about every single one of my calls last week. Can you calm down, bro? Like you are you are losing your mind right now. Oh, oh, I know it. I know it. And I am just freaking beginning. I just want to, you know, what? I, I feel so good about it. I want to dive right freaking in. First of all, let's go all the way back to the Tuesday podcast. Talk about a few things that we talked about then. A, we said, actually, you said this. So <laughs> you go into this whole fucking thing. Wait, hold on. What? What was that? You just cursed. Why do, why do you get to bleep me out? Well, it's my podcast. I do what I want. Yes, but that's not fair. Well, I only said the B word, and you were saying the F word, so... do Screw you! Doesn't matter. Anyway, you go into this whole thing about you being right. And then the first thing you want to talk about was the thing that I said in the Tuesday podcast. Yes, yes, but I did all the research. No, but that, that doesn't matter. You and I have different calls all the time, and I'm the one who said to make this call. Now, the first thing that you want to talk about in your podcast is when I said, don't worry about the issues with Green Bay. They will be just fine because Tampa Bay's defense is really good. And who oh boy was Green Bay's offense just fine. Aaron Rodgers gets you over 27 fantasy points. Devontae Adams gets you 44.6 fantasy points. And Jamal Williams, in the Aaron Jones role with Aaron Jones injured, gets you 21.4 fantasy points. And I bet if that was Aaron Jones, he would have gotten even more because Aaron Jones has more talent and and Aaron Rodgers trusts him more than Jamal Williams. The Green Bay offense will be a powerhouse for the rest of the season. Now you can continue. <laughs> thank you so much. I hate you, but thank you. The other thing that we talked about, the Houston passing game is worth starting pretty much every week. If you just looked at if you just looked at that game, if you just watched that game, if you go through, you look at the box score like, man, Houston struggled across the board. How could they possibly have any redeeming qualities? Well, Deshaun Watson gets you over 24 fantasy points. All three of their top wide receivers score you at least 12 and a half. Will Fuller scores the touchdown and he he gets you the least amount of fantasy points with 12 and a half. Brandon Cooks has proved his high floor, getting you 13 fantasy points. And Randall Cobb, in a revenge game gets you 17.5 fantasy points but you you thought I was done with the the Houston passing game. Well guess what, David Johnson is apparently part of the Houston passing game. He gets four targets, gets you 18.4 fantasy points. Houston's offense is worth starting especially their pass catchers. David Johnson maybe not all the time because they will be playing from behind but Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks especially. Deshaun Watson, start him, just start him. And Randall Cobb in revenge games against the the Packers. Um, Moving on to the next way that I was right. And in this one, you were wrong, my friend. We finally got to see our first game with both Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Le'Veon Bell. And you were arguing that Le'Veon Bell owners should rejoice, this was going to be a fine situation. For both CEH and Le'Veon Bell, there would be enough points to go around, but guess what? Even in Bell's first game with the Chiefs, CEH only outtouched him 9 to 6. That number will only get closer together. It is going to be a 50 50 split, and that's 15 total touches. Like, there aren't enough touches to, to go around. Clyde Edwards' Alaire Day was saved by a touchdown, getting him 13.3 fantasy points. Le'Veon Bell only got 3.9. Yes, yes, but I'm going to defend this to the death because Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he does have a salvageable day. 13.3 fantasy points is fine, and you're right. This was Le'Veon Bell's first game. I expect him to get more than 3.9 fantasy points moving forward, but it, but if, if that's the case... If you're talking these 15 touches going around between the two of them. So then, great. uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets 10 points and Le'Veon Bell gets 8 points in the future. Like, is that the kind of of optimism you have going forward? No, 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 no. They are a high-powered offense, and I believe in them moving forward. But this isn't moving forward, and this week I was right. Let's move even further because we're getting into flex plays, and boy... Do you want to even talk about flex plays? No, no, no. We can just... Honestly, bro, we can just skip flex plays and talking about them and how we did with them because... Because you were the worst and I was the freaking best. Every single call I made panned out. Obviously, Chase Edmonds gets 21.5 fantasy points, to Kenyon Drake's 5.1. And... I, like... This is this is this is exactly what I was talking about. Seattle was going to put up points. Chase Edmonds was going to be the running back that had to get work because he catches passes and Kenyon Drake doesn't. Kenyon Drake got injured, bro. Like you cannot you cannot judge them by this game. Yes you yes you absolutely can. Kenyon Drake did not get injured until ooh, I think it was late in the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter. Um so yes, Chase Edmonds got a fair amount of those points after that point, but he was already outscoring Kenyon Drake by a fair amount by that point. And unfortunately, I don't think I said this officially last Tuesday when we when we first talked about these two guys, but I I had in my notes to tell y'all to sell high on Kenyon Drake and Last week would have been the bet, the last chance to do it because yeah, now he's injured and we've seen how freaking talented Chase Edmonds is. Uh, this wasn't a flex play per se, this next one. Um, but speaking of the Cardinals offense, who we did talk about on Tuesday, uh, my favorite waiver pickup from last week, from last Tuesday, was Christian Kirk. And guess what? He does it again. Gets you 20.7 fantasy points, second on the team in targets behind Hopp, and and, and he's probably Kyler Murray's, well, DeAndre Hopkins is always going to be his favorite target, but he is certainly on the list of Christian Kirk's favorite targets for the end zone, because for the second game in a row, he catches two touchdown passes, like... Christian Kurt, I hope you managed to pick him up on waivers last week because I think he keeps carrying value in these shootout games that the Cardinals are going to see. Anyway, so that was a waiver pickup. Back to our flex plays, Deontay Johnson, who everyone, everyone was saying, oh, Chase Claypool's the new guy. It's Chase Claypool. It's all Chase Claypool. I was not buying it. Deontay Johnson was was targeted at an insane rate at the beginning of this season, pretty much whenever he hasn't been dealing with an injury. So, of course, against the Tennessee Titans, he gets targeted out of his mind, gets 27 fantasy points. Like, Deontay Johnson is the pass catcher you want with the Steelers. Chase Claypool and... Well, Juju Smith Schuster might not even be boomer bust, but Chase Claypool is a boomer bust option in that offense. Moving on to the next flex, flex play, you, you, you need to take a breath. No, 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 I'm on a roll, and we have a lot to get through, and I'm going to get through all of it because T. Higgins, who I also mentioned, 18.8 fantasy points. He was one of my flex plays. DJ Moore, who everyone gave up on because Robbie Anderson was having such a good time, DJ Moore is the one who gets you 25.3 fantasy points. Yes, but hold on hold on, I'm going to interrupt you there, because DJ Moore did that on only five targets. That was fewer targets than Robbie Anderson. That was fewer targets than Curtis Samuel. In fact, Curtis Samuel got you 17.3 fantasy points, and he was actually the second most, uh, he had the second highest number of touches on the offense behind only Mike Davis, and Mike Davis only had 8.6. He had a disappointing game, but DJ Moore is stuck on a team where a lot of guys are going to get touches and I really fear for him once Christian McCaffrey gets back. I fear less because I feel like I feel like defenses are going to key in on Christian McCaffrey, not that that's going to stop Christian McCaffrey, but I think it will continue to give DJ Moore opportunities. Continuing on with my flex play choices. Leonard Fournette 15.7 fantasy points, and I was even operating under the assumption that the Raiders were going to be without half of their offensive line uh, due to COVID, but guess what? A lot of them played, and Leonard Fournette still got 15.7 fantasy points because I because that Tampa Bay defense is so freaking good. Both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones actually had a, a, a somewhat frustrating game, but both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are are going to have value moving forward. It's actually crazy. I do want to move on to your Flex play choices just because let's do it. Let's let, let's move on from Samuels was right. to Schlanger is wrong. JD Mckissick got you. How many fantasy points? 7.1. I'm, so, I'm sorry I' didn't I didn't quite hear you. can you say that a little bit louder directly into Mike he only got you 7.1 fantasy points yes I I'm sorry that I expected the Dallas Cowboys to be a little bit better than they were, but lo and behold the the Dallas Cowboys screw you even when you are not even when you dislike actively dislike the Dallas Cowboys they still find a way to screw you over and in in the Dallas Cowboys defense. A terrible injury and a dirty, dirty hit um, on uh, Andy Dalton, and, and you know, good to see him walk off the field, uh, good to hear that he's doing okay, I know he's in concussion protocol, I hope he recovers from that soon, but we're not done with you yet. Uh, Jamison Crowder didn't even take the field, and yet you had him as a flex play. I, okay, we said in the description of the podcast that it was if they were healthy, if those flex plays were healthy, yes, but you forgot to say it in the podcast, so... Nem. Mm-hmm. And uh, one last thing. One last thing before we finally move on. Josh Jacobs, who I did mention, you might be better off sitting. Only got you six point one fantasy points. But you didn't say that you would be better off sitting him. In fact, you said you have to start Josh Jacobs. I know. I know. I know. I said. I, I said you had to start Josh Jacobs, but didn't feel good about him. And gosh, you. If you're if you have Josh Jacobs in your fantasy league, you really hope that that offense finds a way to get him on track. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a fun 11 and a half minutes. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, what the heck do you have to say? And where do you have to go from here? Honestly, wherever we go, will be beautiful. Great. We are going to recap uh, some more games from this weekend, and then we are going to hit you with our favorite waiver wire claims for the week. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, alright, bro. I'm glad you had your moment to shine because you are going to be screwed from here on out, and I will own you in everything. Be my guest. Hit that drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. This is the drop. Samuels versus Schlager. Oh, this is gonna be brutal. Pew, 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 pew What are you doing? <laughs> I always do sound effects coming out of the out of the um out of the drop, so I just, you know, wanted to do some more sound effects. Yeah, but you sound like a two year old. Two year olds don't make sounds like that. Fine! You sound like a five year old. <laughs> Cool, good. Then maybe I'm entertaining the masses like five-year-olds entertain the masses. We have football to talk about. Instead of you trying to insult me and bring me down off of my cloud of awesome, we are going to start recapping some games, starting with the Bengals versus the Browns. In part, because this was the highest scoring game of the week. Never mind. This was the second highest-scoring game of the week. You forgot that Seattle and the Cardinals exist. Uh, Oh, my God. This was tied for the highest-scoring game of the week. That's right, people. You are finding out in real time how we do our research, and both of these games ended at 37-34. We will talk about Seattle versus the Cardinals in a sec, but uh, let's start with the... (laughs) Let's start with the Bengals and the Browns and I'll be quiet. You know what? You should just take this one. I will. You've been talking too much already anyway. So first of all, we have the Cleveland Browns who all of a sudden decide that they have an offense. Baker Mayfield comes so close to breaking that 30 point threshold when Baker Mayfield hasn't had a game this whole season that has gotten you even 16 fantasy points. He almost doubles his previous best on the season. The the, the Browns uh, offense came alive when OBJ went down with a torn ACL. Uh, I don't know if there's any analysis in that. There is. There is. Hold on. I'm going to stop you there because there is no analysis in that. Um, OBJ going down is obviously a loss, but... The Bengals did not put up much of a fight. You you are right about that. OBJ is a ridiculously talented um, NFL player, and it always sucks to see people go down with season-ending injuries, but there were a lot of players that picked up where he left off. Harrison Bryant. Let's go ahead and start with the biggest surprise. This was the tight end, the rookie tight end, who they like a lot who got you 21.6 fantasy points. Now, this is in part because Austin Hooper is out uh, because he had an appendectomy. Um, and that's the thing, is that might keep him out for another week. Clearly, you know that Harrison Bryant is the guy over David Njoku. And the important thing to, to, to pick out here is Harrison Bryant, well, is certainly Baker Mayfield's favorite end zone target now that uh, OBJ is down. Um... And he might be Baker Mayfield's favorite target. Period. Now, Rashard Higgins did uh, lead the team in targets with six, uh, that tied with Jarvis Landry. But Jarvis Landry didn't do too hot. He only got you nine point eight fantasy points. Rashard Higgins had some nice deep balls, and just Harrison Bryant owned the end zone. It's it's insane, and this is this is worthy of analysis. Uh, Because if this offense continues to hum, then you know that Harrison Bryant or Austin Hooper will have fantasy value for sure. You do not know which one between Rashard Higgins or Jarvis Landry will have value, just like with OBJ and Jarvis Landry, but one of them might. You know who will have fantasy value every single time and you are starting him? Kareem Hunt. Pick, you have him, you're starting him, that's all the analysis you need there. Moving over to the other side of the ball, I will let you talk a little bit now. What do you think of these Cincinnati Bengals? Well, I'm glad you asked, because we have not, like I said last time we talked about them, we don't talk about the Cincinnati Bengals much, in part because they're 1-5-1, and um, now they're one, five and one. And they've been kind of struggling trying to find their identity. and like it's been it's been a a, a growing season for young Joe Burrow. But guess what? Not anymore. Joe Burrow gets you over thirty five fantasy points. They're three wide receivers who we keep, I mean, aside from Tyler Boyd, who we know is going to be consistent. We just keep pulling out our hair over is it AJ Green, Is it T. Higgins? What's going on? A.J. Green gets you 15.2 fantasy points. T. Higgins goes and gets you 18.8 fantasy points. And, of course, Tyler Boyd, 27.1 fantasy points. Like, this is a high-powered offense against the right defense. Gio Bernard stepping in for Joe Mixon gets you 20.6 fantasy points, which only gives you confidence in Joe Mixon moving forward. And guess what, guys? The good times aren't going to stop rolling. The Steelers... They see the Steelers in Week 10 and Week 15, but other than that, their schedule between now and Week 16 is Tennessee, Houston, Miami, Washington Giants, not in that order, but these are teams that do not scare you. These are teams that Joe Burrow can throw on, that Joe Mixon can run over, that Tyler Boyd and maybe A.J. Green and T. Higgins, but at least T. Higgins or A.J. Green... We'll get you points. So I know we're not in the waiver claim section yet, but if AJ Green is available, you might wanna pick him up. If T. Higgins is available, oh my gosh, pick him up. All right, I said I'd talk about them next. We have the Seahawks versus the Cardinals, and... Let's start with the Seahawks, because they have they have the more interesting uh, conundrums going on here. I mean, A, if you have Russell Wilson, you're starting Russell Wilson. He gets you almost 30 fantasy points again, and that was with three interceptions, which he's not normally going to throw. Russell Wilson, they're letting him cook. He's great. He's amazing. Start him. Then there's Tyler Lockett. Oh my god, bro. Have you seen anything like this? Certainly not this year. This was... He got 20 targets. Like are you kidding me, he has a massive game, massive doesn't even state it, he won you your league if you had him, like, like, easy, just him, by himself, 53 freaking fantasy points, and those come at the expense of DK Metcalf, that's right, he had a, he had a rough game with only 4.3 fantasy points, but DK Metcalf was shadowed by Patrick Peterson. And this is this is the problem that I had with with these guys last year. And this is the reason why I always have trouble trusting any Seattle Seahawks wide receiver because Russell Wilson is a smart quarterback and you don't know He's going to be throwing to the best wide receiver for that game, and sometimes you don't know who it's going to be. In this one, you had a feeling Peterson was going to shadow DK Metcalf, so you lean towards Lockett, sure. But you don't always know that, and so sometimes you have... Tyler Lockett has had a couple of real dud games in a row. You were really worried about him. And now DK Metcalf gets you 4.3 fantasy points. They are tough to predict. I think the best thing to do, especially since they are letting Russ cook more this year, get them both in your starting lineup. You just, you have to, because either one of them could potentially win you your week, even if they have some frustrating weeks. Now, we did have a bit of a rough injury Uh Chris Carson goes down. We think it's a mid foot sprain. We don't know what. We do know that he is probably weak to weak. And in the meantime, he got some guy named Carlos Hyde. That's right. This guy he out like he has eighteen touches in the time after Chris Carson goes down. He ends up with 16.6 fantasy points, and those weren't just carries. He had 15 carries, but he was also targeted four times. He's being used in the passing game almost more than than Chris Carson is being used in the passing game, so you've got a lot of confidence in Carlos Hyde until Chris Carson moves back. Um, Again, gosh, he will be He will be, uh, spoiler alert, he's going to be our number one waiver pickup if you can get him. Well, (laughs) gosh, we're really bad at getting this, this, saving that till the end. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you're getting your fantasy advice whenever we feel like it. So, God, I'm so embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for myself after doing that. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in timeout again. Moving on to the Cardinals, we're not gonna talk about him long because we've already talked about Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake. You already know you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. You already know how we feel about Christian Kirk in in good uh in good matchups in with 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 struggling past defenses. Um. The only thing we are going to say is Kyler Murray. Maybe I know I've been talking up Russ, um, but since I told slang Samuels he has to—I don't even know who I am anymore. Since, since I told Samuels he has to be quiet, Kyler Murray might be the fantasy MVP from here on out with Dak Prescott down. Like that's how good Kyler Murray is playing. It's insane. He got you right about thirty-seven fantasy points. I mean, just like Lockett, sometimes like a guy can just win you your your week. And Kyler Murray just continues to do it, and he might continue to do it. I still have faith in Russ um, Samuels. You can have Kyler Murray. I'm I am officially dumping Patrick Mahomes as my uh, favorite quarterback, and I am all in on Kyler Murray, just like he is on all of my teams you could not get out of this segment without bragging about your shares of Kyler Murray no 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 you're right I'm on cloud nine I'm feeling good about all my picks especially getting Kyler Murray in the seventh round in two-thirds of the leagues I am in now I would be hard-pressed to find a game that a team scores 33 points and yet you find yourself really baffled and confused by where the fantasy relevance is. Because A, <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers did it against the New England Patriots, and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't the fantasy relevant one. He barely gets double-digit fantasy points. Um, you have Jeff Wilson Jr., who was responsible for all of the scoring, but no one was starting him because everyone was starting Jarek McKinnon, who Kyle Shanahan failed to mention they were trying to give the week off. So Jeff Wilson Jr. goes off for almost 30 fantasy points uh, with no one starting him. Uh, Sorry, over 30 fantasy points with almost no one starting him. But then he gets injured. He's going to be out for a while. So now is it back to Jarek McKinnon? But you have Tevin Coleman coming back soon, so maybe it's him. And now you have Brandon Ayuk, who, amazing, gets you 17.5 fantasy points to George Kittle's 10.5. But they have the same number of targets, and I'm always going to be more happy to start George Kittle than Brandon Ayuk, which granted, you're not going to be making that decision because Kittle is a tight end, but still, as far as value of specific players in this offense, so now you know, okay, Ayuk's the number one uh, wide receiver, but, but like, is he? Because they still love Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel goes down with an injury, so is that why Ayuk had his, like, there's, there are more questions surrounding the San Francisco 49ers apparently high-powered 33 points against the New England Patriots pretty good defense offense, and we have no idea what the heck to do with them. So my take on this is Sit and wait. If you want to start Brandon Ayuk as a flex play, especially while Debo Samuel is out, I think that would be a good idea. We might be chatting about him on Friday. Uh, George Kittle is a must start every week and leave Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. Boom. That's it. We're done. Do you have anything to say about the New England Patriots? Nope. That, that, like, and, and here's actually, actually, no, I do have one thing to say, um, but it is not specifically football related. Uh, and i i'm going to pose this as a question do you think that cam newton is okay i don't know man i really don't know the dude just came back from covid he was out for i think for two weeks at least um dealing with covid and we had covid and we know the long-term effects that it can have we had it back in march and we're still feeling it somewhat so like this is an NFL quarterback, and the big thing that that all of these reporters and all of these sports journalists are saying about him is he just looked like he devolved. He looked old and slow, and like it looked like he aged five years, and I think it might be COVID. I think that might be the issue, especially with how physically he plays the game. I think it affected him in a big way and this is terrifying because between him and everything that's coming out about Rykel Armstead with his multiple hospitalizations, like this goes back to COVID-19 affecting players in different ways and sometimes drastically and they continue to be put out there and put at risk and, you know... It's a thing. It's a thing. We skipped it in our intro this time because we've been talking about it a lot. But COVID is a thing, and that's all we have to say right now about the New England Patriots because none of their none of their position players are worth starting right now. Maybe James White, but like he was supposed to be the guy that could have gotten you value here, but they, he only had one target, and that was it. That was it for him. So it's this is a mess. New England Patriots are a mess. We're gonna move on from this to a team that is the opposite of a mess, to a team that cannot get enough offense despite the fact that their their record is only 2-4, and four, and that is Justin Herbert in the Los Angeles Chargers. My goodness, Justin Herbert just goes off, has a career day for a rookie, and gets you over 38 fantasy points. Just like... Monster game. You love to see it. As far as rookie quarterbacks are going, and of course we haven't seen Tua yet, but Justin Herbert is the best of them, maybe. I mean, Joe Burrow has looked really good at times, particularly this past weekend, as we just talked about, but Justin Herbert has looked more consistently good. We haven't seen Tua yet, but I mean, if if Tua can be as good as Justin Herbert has been... Then that's going to be a huge success for Miami, and we honestly might see Miami take the AFC East, which would be amazing if they could take that away from the Bills somehow. So Justin Herbert, uh, if you're excited about him, obviously you're going to be excited about a pass catcher, um, and that's going to be Keenan Allen with 22 and a half fantasy points. No, nothing to see there. He didn't get a touchdown even; just 22 and a half. The hard way for Keenan Allen. Um, what, do you, what do you think about the other guys? Well, what, what do you mean? Um, the fact that Mike Williams only has one reception on three targets for the game, getting him 1.4 fantasy points? Or the fact that Jalen... Ga- 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 you you had me do these guys just so you wouldn't have to say this name. You're absolutely right. I have, I, I really need to... Is it Gaten? Is it like Leighton, but, but Gaten? I... I can't tell you. I'm so sorry. So, all right, we're going to do some analysis about Jalen Guyton. Um, is he the new deep threat? Because he had the same number of targets as Mike Williams, but uh, Mike Williams' only reception went for four yards, and Jalen Guyton gets a 70-yard touchdown pass from Justin Herbert. I mean, clearly Justin Herbert trusts him. Guyton has—this is not the first time that he has shown up on the radar, Um So you are excited for him. Uh, The guy who you might be worried about um, if you have him on your fantasy team is Hunter Henry because he only got you 5.3 fantasy points. But he was actually second on the team in targets with seven. Justin Herbert continues to try to get the ball to him. Again, we want opportunity. Keep starting Hunter Henry. Good times. will be rolling for him. Um... Now we have the <laughs> I'm going to let you talk about the running backs because I don't want to talk about the running backs not because of their names but because of of how they're playing and how they're being used. Like the these guys, I am pretty sure that I I don't know how they did it, but the the Los Angeles Chargers got two guys uh one guy, they cloned him. They they had Justin Jackson. They cloned Justin Jackson and just gave him another name, called him Joshua Kelly. Uh, (laughs) Joshua Kelly gets five targets, Justin Jackson gets six. They, just, Joshua Kelly gets five receptions, Justin Jackson gets five receptions. Sure, Joshua Kelly gets more carries, 12 carries to five carries for Justin Jackson, but both of them average 2.4 yards per carry, and then Joshua Kelly gets 10.3 fantasy points, Justin Jackson gets 10.5 fantasy points. They, they were the exact same player! They were almost literally the exact same player, especially, especially from a fantasy standpoint, 0.2 0.2 fantasy points apart like i was we were all sitting um it, it, you know contemplating well maybe especially with Justin Jackson's injury like maybe we should start Joshua Kelly maybe we should start Justin Jackson guess what didn't matter both of them unless you lost your league unless you lost your week by 0.2 points it Honestly, did not matter. They were the same guy. Now, is this going to be the case moving forward? I think once Justin Justin Jackson feels better from his injury, because we know that he was limited a lot this week. They were still not 100% sure about him going into this game. I trust Justin Jackson more moving forward, but this doesn't change the fact that Joshua Kelly isn't going anywhere. Um, They Joshua Kelly has been getting a majority of the carries uh, in, in, I think, both games. uh, He's he's at least been getting some. And Justin Jackson is, I think, he's just a better pass catcher. He's better in open space, um, while Joshua Kelly is supposedly the bruiser, despite, you know, this game, 2.4 yards per carry. And his season average, I think, is under three yards a carry. So... Tough times, tough times, y'all. Uh, we're, we're really just waiting for Austin Eckler to get back. But in the meantime, again, I still trust Justin Jackson more. We have to hit our waiver pickups and, and, and our, actually our live read first real quick. Um, So live read, we have, okay, water. Why don't you drink me? Why do you keep drinking soda and juice? You are like 70-something percent me. <laughs> the water doesn't even know how much. You're interrupting the live read. Okay, okay. All right, sorry. So, water, you're 70-something per- percent me, and you still refuse to drink me. Be healthy. Drink me. 20% off with promo code SVS. Water, I help you not die. Ba-na. Did, they, did they write in the banana at the end? No, no, they didn't. I just... It was a weak live read. I wanted to spice it up a bit. Well, you better spice up those waiver claims and fast. We are running out of time. That is a good point. Again, if T. Higgins or AJ Green are available, definitely pick them up. They're available in less than 50% of leagues, but still, they might be available in yours. Boston Scott is still available in 31% of leagues, which isn't a whole lot, but it's way more than he should. Uh, He's got the Dallas Cowboys next week, Uh, and the Dallas Cowboys just got destroyed by Antonio Gibson the week after they got destroyed by Kenyon Drake, so none of the Texas football teams can play run defense, just pick up Boston Scott, start him, talking about plug-and-play kind of guys. Pick up Brandon Ayuk, and I know we just talked about how the 49ers' offense is frustrating, but Brandon Ayuk is going to be their healthy wide receiver uh, with Debo Samuel being injured and the 49ers, sorry, the Seattle Seahawks' defense is absolute garbage. You just had both Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins have a lot of value against them and who else? I mean, they're going to throw to Kittle, but who? Uh, what other wide receiver is Jimmy Garoppolo going to throw you? Brandon Ayuk should easily have a double-digit game. He is a big-time plug-and-play guy and might have value in the future because Debo Samuel cannot seem to stay healthy. Um, deeper ads like Nelson Aguilar. Uh, what do you think of him? Hey, he's gotten you uh, double-digit fantasy points in each of the past three games. Uh, plus, he had nine targets on Sunday, which is... Definitely an uptick in opportunity, uh, which he hasn't, which he wasn't really seeing in the games before. Um, he might be the pass catcher that has emerged outside of Darren Waller. Uh, you think he's worth an add? I mean, maybe not in 10-team leagues, but I think in 12-team 12 te- 12 leagues, and he's very much available. You can add him. He might provide some consistent play, especially because Derek Carr's playing sneaky good. He's sneaky good. So... Nelson Aguilar, uh, a potential pickup for 12-team leagues. Scotty Miller, 22.9 fantasy points, and what are you going to do with him? Keep him on the wire. Do not pick up Scotty Miller. You can use your waiver claimer. you can use your fab for way better players. The problem is Antonio Brown is coming to town. Hey, that rhymed, didn't it? It sure did. We don't have time for your rhymes. Move on. Yeah, okay. So now you have Antonio Brown along with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, plus we just talked about how we kind of like both Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones moving forward. There are just too many cooks in that offense, and with how good Tampa's defense is, there's definitely not enough room for for those pass catchers to to all have value. I think the one that gets dropped off is Scotty Miller, and just good luck with Mike Evans. I I love him from Texas A&M. Just good luck with him. That is all the time we have today. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, Listen to us. If if there's anything that, that this past week has proven, it's that we provide quality analysis that will win you your leagues each week. And in the end with the championship and stuff you're really bad at closing out shows thank you so much at LT schlammules on twitter you can find us on the we know fantasy platform www.weknowfantasy.com or at we know fantasy find us on spotify find us on apple podcast find us everywhere that's right i'm out Mike drop goodbye <laughs>